You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm really excited that you joined me tonight. Whatever part of the world that you're listening to from, I'm just so glad that you're here. Now, um, tonight I'm going to be continuing my series uh, called Jesus, the Ultimate Healer. Now, I just want to let you know, if you've not listened to Part 1, I would strongly suggest that you go ahead and listen to Part 1 before this part. Or you can listen tonight and then go back in and kind of see what you missed and what plays into it and listen to all the parts in order if you're able to. If not, then I'm not kicking you out. You're more than welcome to join right now. So it's just it's like a prerequisite to all the other parts. Um, last week, I I left off and I was speaking on why healing is for now and why it is for all. So last week, I left off with the number fifth, the five reason, the fifth reason why healing is for all and healing is for now is because of the healing promises of God. And I gave you a lot of scripture, healing scriptures that you can write down and and go and refer to later and quote them out loud. So um, go ahead and, and go to uh, part four of Jesus, the ultimate healer, to get those scriptures. Now, before I I get into my teaching tonight, I'm going to go ahead and play an awesome anointed song by Keith E. Holiday, and it's called I Feel a Holy Ghost Shout Coming On. You be blessed. Praying and believing 
great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Now, this woman, she was asking for healing and deliverance for her daughter, but Jesus refers to this as the children's bread. That would be you and I if you're if you have Jesus in your heart. So that is <clears throat> now there is a big there there's a big connection between humility and faith. The humble person they can adjust and they can make changes that the Lord may speak to them about making. Now, Jesus said that she did have great faith. And two characteristics of great faith are humility and persistence. Now, I'm going to uh, look up humility in, in a dictionary in the dictionary to get a better understanding of um, exactly what it's trying to say because I I don't know about you but to me a lot of English words they they are, are very sim- similar sounding to another word for example humility could be the same as um, sounds the same as uh, humiliation. So humility and humiliation are actually not the same word. They're not the same thing. They sound very, very different. I mean, very, very similar, but they're two completely different words. Um, It says a noun. It says a quality or condition of being humble. Modest opinion or estimate of one's own importance, rank, etc., things like that. And synonyms, that's a tongue twister, say that five times fast. (laughs) Lowliness, meekness, submissiveness. And the opposite of it would be pride. So I'm going to go back. Now I'm going to look up persistence. So probably should have had these looked up earlier, but I just kind of really thought about looking it up. Now persistence is also a noun. It says the act or fact of persisting, the quality of being persistent, continued existence or occurrence, the persistence of smallpox, The continuation of an effect after its cause is removed. Um, Let's see here. Oh, tenacity would be another word for persistence. So just being, being persistent and not taking no for an answer kind of thing. So, um, but with with uh, that, with hum- with um, two characteristics of great faith, as I was saying, are humility and persistence. 
And sometimes people want healing, but they don't always want God or what is involved in in the healing. Maybe there's something they need to change in their diet or in their lifestyle. And they're just not willing to change. And uh, maybe God wants them to go to bed at a reasonable hour and not stay up all night playing video games or just doing whatever it is they're doing. Um Listen to change and eat better, eat more vegetables than cookies. So uh, they're not always willing to do what is involved, which basically means what God wants them to do, their part in it. Or they may be willing, but they keep putting it off. And it makes me think of, um, uh, you know, God can't override our will because if he did, he would be a dictator. I asked him one day when I was having some struggles with some things. I said, Lord, why can't you just please just, why can't you just do it? Why can't you just, even if I don't, why don't you just override my will? And he says, well, if I did, that would make me a dictator. And he's not a dictator. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force things on us. So sometimes people, they get close enough just close enough to God to get healed but then they go back to their old ways their old old ways their old patterns and um, you know you hold that thought because I'm gonna you know when I was when I was reading the, about two characteristics of great faith are humility and persistence now I was thinking about the um unjust judge and um the the widow and the unjust judge and she was so persistent um in getting what she needed and he was he was just not a he was not a um a good person it is he was unjust as a, as the bible is is saying and um you know, as it as it's saying, he was he was unjust, and the widow is trying to get. Oh, I want you to turn with me to the book of Luke, and go to chapter eighteen, and then whatever version you use of the Bible, just go ahead and read that, and it's in verse eighteen, starting at. Um, Chapter 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard men. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice from me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? 
though he bears along with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So to me, that that is a good example of that persistent woman, that widow. She kept going to the judge and kept just pleading her case and bringing her petition before him, even though he didn't want anything to do with her. And finally, he says in verse 4, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because his widow troubles me, basically she was persistent, kept coming to him, and he says he'll he'll take her side and help her and, and so to stop her from coming, otherwise she'll weary him and wear him out. She's persistent, and God wants us to be persistent in our faith as well and uh, as our prayer to him. Because it says uh, uh, in verse 1, it says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. And this is an example, a perfect example of that in Jesus' parable. Because if if we come to God and we're praying, yes, we receive it by faith, and but we keep coming back and praying and come back and then eventually we're going to get get what we need. And so, let's see, carrying on here. Um, now, there are a lot more important things than healing. Um, God doesn't just want you healed. He wants all of you. He doesn't want you to want healing only, but to want him and all of him. It's very important because, I mean, going to God and just wanting something from him, but wanting all of him, not just the one thing or not just praying always when you want something or need something. He already knows everything and knows what your needs are, what my needs are. But to go to him in faith as as a child of his, and and uh, wanting all of him, seeking all of him, and not coming always with a laundry list of needs and wants, but just coming to him with with just loving on him and telling him how thankful for we are for the things that he's done for us. And if he never does another thing again, uh, going to the cross at Calvary was enough. And, you know, we have to approach Jesus from our heart and be genuine because faith is of the heart. It's not It's not mechanical. It's not a mechanical thing. It's not like a going through the motions. It's not like a parrot who, yes, they can speak, but they're mimicking and they're they're just they're just mechanical about it. But God wants a heart change and he wants us to have because faith is of the heart. So, um now when this woman when she came to Jesus, she was ready to receive from him, but her heart really wasn't in the right position. Um once once a person gets in the right position, then God will heal. 
um, because a conversion or a change of heart and ways comes first. So that would be like repentance. Um, you know, I I had a uh, I had a illness that I was in a wheelchair for a while because I was very very weak and I had something that was going on and I was very weak and I was in that wheelchair. Uh, for a long time, and uh, actually several years, and to the point where it just developed like a stronghold in my mind. So my mind, you know, was thinking, well, I'm never going to get out of this chair. I can't really walk up the stairs. I can't do a lot of stuff with this wheelchair. And I didn't really, I didn't have a lot of faith that I'd be healed um, or that, you know that this would that this would happen for me. Well, I went to a church. It's not the church I'm at now, but I went to this other church, and there was a person there, and um, I got called out, and uh, you know I got to where um, I was basically told to uh, um, do something I couldn't do before, basically, and. I'm thinking, oh no, what if I can't do this? You know, the big C word, can't, you know. Um, but so with the with that, I just I I prayed and I I asked the Lord and I, with some encouragement from the person that was a guest speaker at that time in the church I was at and from some of the people in the crowd. I I started to do it, and I had a little bit of faith, and then I changed my heart to where the stronghold was broken, and I believed that I could, you know, try it, because it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And um, so I I started to walk, and then the more I did it, uh, the more, the stronger I got, until I walked out of that place pushing my wheelchair with a lot of strength, You'd never have known the difference unless you'd actually seen it. So that's pretty awesome right there. And that's a testimony to God. And just um, accepting my faith and, um, you know, changing, change of heart. Because, um, um, you know, and um, God responds to, to faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Um, I don't have the notes right directly in front of me, but I will. I will come back and I'll, I'll look at them. I'll give you the exact number, but I think it was eleven out of thirteen or eleven out of fifteen people were actually healed on their own faith in the Bible. All the miracles in the Bible and the people that were healed were healed by their own faith. So I'll go back and get the exact number in a little bit. So now once a once a person, you know, there's also, for example, salvation, a person needs to be humble and uh have a change of heart in order to even receive salvation or even ask for it, admit that they need help and um, but even after they say the prayer and receive Jesus, 
there is, of course, still a lot of changes that need to be made on the inside, even after they've been born again. But as I was saying, um, I, I can't lead a person to Jesus, or you can't lead a person to Jesus unless they've actually humbled themselves and realized that they need Jesus. <clears throat> Now, as I said earlier, you and I, if we're born again, if we have Jesus in our heart, we are his children. We are God's children. And the bread belongs to us. Healing is the children's bread. So bread is a staple, something that everyone should have regularly. The woman asked, she asked only for crumbs. And every crumb is the same ingredient found in the entire loaf. Think about that for a second. You may have a whole slice of bread on the table with a little crumb drops and your dog picks it up or a little, you know, a tiny small piece that dog is going to pick it up, but it still has every single ingredient that's in the entire loaf. Now, this lady, her faith was so great that she knew that not even an entire slice or piece was needed to produce the desired results. That's really, really awesome faith. Another another one's uh, faith, another person, for an example of faith that I think of is the centurion, he had great faith. And uh, Jesus even told them, he says, not even in all all of Israel had he found such great faith as his. And you can look at that in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13. And when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes, and to another, come. And he comes. And to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that Many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. And then it, it um, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. 
That was another another example of great great faith. Now I'm going to go to a, um, take a short break with a song by Zachary Smith, and it's called "The Balm of Gilead." Be blessed, and I'll be right back with you in a few moments.
praise God that he was the perfect sacrifice. He was without sin. And but he still he paid the price, so he was a perfect sacrifice because even though he could have given in to temptation, he didn't because he loves you and he loves me. He wanted us free forever. So I'm glad that he was a perfect sacrifice. I was looking on here. I was looking through my notes um, to find the correct amount of people that were healed by their own faith, which I'm still looking for. It. So while I look for it, let me let me tell you about some announcements um, and give you a prayer. A prayer line. It is to our church, and uh, well, the church that we attend. You can call it twenty four seven. It is one eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven. That's eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven. And you can go to revival dot com and you can watch can watch the services there uh, live on revival dot com they're at ten AM on Sunday and seven PM that's Eastern Standard Time. So that is uh ten AM and, and seven PM and then on um Sunday, I mean, on Wednesday is 7 p.m., and that would be Eastern time again, so, and so, also, if you have any prayer requests, or you have any questions, or comments, or testimonies, feel free to write to me, email me at Fire Talk Radio 2, that's the number 2, at yahoo.com. That's Fire Talk Radio 2, that's the number 2, at yahoo.com. So feel free to write me there. I would love to hear from you. And also, um, a couple, oh, here we go. I found it. 12 out of 19 people were healed in Jesus' ministry. Um, they were healed on their own faith. That's by their own faith. That's um, 12 out of 19. That's a pretty big, pretty big majority there. So, pretty big percentage, I should say. So, 12 out of 19. Now, the seventh reason that healing is for now and is for all is because Jesus is the good shepherd. In Psalm chapter 23, verses 1 through 2, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Another version says, lack, so I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures. 
He leads me beside the still waters. And now, um, green pastures and still waters equal prosperity. So in that it it is uh, green pastures because you, if you have green pastures, you're not going to have you know. I mean that's prosperity in that you had patches of green and some patches of of not very you know patches of just brown there and still waters and that that equals uh, prosperity in Ezekiel thirty four. Verses 1 through 10, it reads, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves. With wool, you slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. Now, as you see in verse 3, it states that the main job of the pastor or the minister is to feed the sheep. And, thank God, Jesus himself is the chief shepherd now let's continue reading in verses 4 through 16. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost, but with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every hill, every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth. And no one was seeking or searching for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, says the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became food for every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep, and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more. For I will deliver my flock from their mouths, that they may no longer be food for them. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out 
as a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep. So I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost. And bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken, and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. That's God, he is a true shepherd and he's going to protect his flock. He leaves 99 to find the one. The one that is straight away, he will leave the 99 to go and find the one. Because he, he takes great care of us. He's so good. As it was saying here, he, I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. Bind up the broken and strengthen that, strengthen what was sick. Now, part of the responsibility of the pastor or minister is getting the sick healed because healing is part of the gospel. Now, the condition of the flock is a direct reflection on the shepherd. If the flock is sick and hungry, the shepherd isn't going to get any respect. How can we get people saved when we're sick and poor? God only gets glory when we're well and prospering. People will then wonder what we've got. We've got a great shepherd, don't we? We need to be so blessed that people will ask, why are we so blessed? And they'll start looking for the shepherd that feeds them, who feeds us, and clothes them, protects them, binds up their wounds, ministers healing to them, and so forth. So let's not be rebellious sheep. Sheep follow their shepherds closely. They don't do their own thing and go their own way. Goats do that. And don't be a goat. Now, reason number eight, that healing is for now and is for all, is because the love and compassion of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, 
It reads, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Jesus was moved with compassion again and again. This compassion, it caused him to reach out to the people and to heal them. This compassion still moves them to this day because he still does this. He reaches out and he he heals. His compassion is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Matthew chapter 29, verses 29 through 34, it reads, Now as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him, and behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. I want you to notice something in here. It says, as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude were following them. Now, the two blind men who were sitting by the road, they heard. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now, these people had obviously heard about Jesus and his, his miracles that he had performed. So they heard, and their faith um, was was um, activated. And, uh, and then they confessed um, uh, that... Uh, Because their their faith was activated, and they they called out for God. They called on His His mercy. His um, they just called, and then uh, so I just wanted you to see how. And then they asked about it, and so I just wanted you to see how that their faith was activated there by hearing that He was coming. And in Mark, chapter one, verse forty through forty-five, it reads: Now a leper came to Him, imploring Him kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I am willing. Be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately, immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely 
and to spread the matter, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. Like, can you imagine? Jesus is telling you to uh, keep it to yourself, I and mean, you've just been healed of leprosy, or you've just been healed of AIDS or cancer, or just whatever the case may be. And, and but anyway, in this case, of course, it was the leper, and <clears throat> and then Jesus told them not to tell anybody. I mean, that would be a hard thing to do. So, and, you know, repeatedly when people asked or wanted healing, when they asked Jesus and that and told him that they wanted their healing, when they asked for mercy, in Philippians two twenty six through 27, it says, Since he was longing for you all, and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick, for indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Healing, it's referred to as mercy. Um, It doesn't specifically say that Aphroditus was healed, but we know he was. Now, I don't know about you, but I get blessed when someone near me is healed. When I see in church and somebody is is prayed for and maybe they come in on a cane and they're, they're really weak and they get up and they start to they start to activate their faith and do something they couldn't do before, and then they start walking by. I know it blesses me. So, in healing, it, it's a mercy. In Psalm one hundred three, one through five, it says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name." Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In Psalm 68, 19, it reads, Blessed be the Lord, who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Selah. That just means calm and pause, pause and calmly think of that. Now, there are mercies and benefits and uh, to be to salvation is an all-inclusive word, healing, deliverance. And God wants you and me loaded with blessings. 
because God had mercy in the Old Testament, and he never, ever changes. In Psalm 145, verses 8 through 9, it reads, His tender mercies are over us all. His healing, forgiveness, and deliverance are over us all. If you and I always did everything right, we wouldn't need mercy. We could get by on justice, but we need mercy so that we don't have justice. Mercy, um, I'd rather have mercy than justice. (laughs) So... Now I'm going to go ahead and end the teaching, at least for tonight, tonight's teaching. And I'm going to give you a couple of announcements, and I'm going to end with a song. But next week, we're going to pick up at the number, the number ninth reason, the ninth reason why healing is for now and is for all. And that will be next Saturday. At 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and that will be part 6. So we will start there on Saturday. That will be Jesus, the Ultimate Healer, part 6. And then we start off with the ninth reason why healing is for now and is for all. Now... I just want to tell you, I told um, about this awesome Bible college. It's called River River Bible Institute, and it is it's a wonderful, wonderful place. I did. I spent two years there. I, I finished two years. I graduated cum laude, and um, it was a wonderful time. It's a, it really changed me, my life, and. And I'm going to play a quick audio for you about that. On the east coast of Florida's Kennedy Space Center launching shuttles into outer space. Right here in Tampa, Florida, the west coast of Florida is a launch pad launching revivalists into the 21st century around the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you feel the call of God on your life, now we've got two schools here, the one called the River Bible Institute, the other one, the River School of Worship. And if you feel called to preach the gospel, the River Bible Institute is for you. If you're called in the music ministry and worship, the River School of Worship is for you. So don't put it off for another day or month. Sign up today. Well, praise God. And if you feel you have the call of God on your life, I have been authorized by the administration of the school to give you a scholarship, full scholarship that you don't have to pay back. And so if you feel you have a call of God on your life and put the money for the for the for the tuition that's been stopping you, it doesn't have to stop you anymore because I have given you a scholarship. And also if you feel like somebody In your life, um, like a friend, family member, neighbor, some of you lead to the Lord, if you feel that they have the call of God on their lives, 
then you you can give them a scholarship as well. So, and then if they know somebody, they can give that person scholarship as well. And so on and so on and so on. So there is a ripple effect there, and it's pretty awesome. So you can check it, check out the schools on, um, on, uh, check out the schools at riverbibleinstitute.com, riverschoolofgovernment.com, riverschoolofworship.com. Now, the the next intake of students for the new student intake will be on uh, January 2nd. So we'd love to have you come then, and then school starts January 3rd. So we would love to have you come and be a part of that and uh, watch you grow and uh, in the things of God and fulfill the destiny and the call on your life. And you can call 866-857-4837 or you can send me an email at firetalkradio2, that's the number 2, at yahoo.com, firetalkradio2, the number 2, at yahoo.com. And also can call 866-857-4837 and let them know that you're interested in a scholarship. And also there's a prayer line as well that you can call 24-7. So um, now another thing for my South African friends in, um, well, my friends that listen in South Africa, the people that listen in South Africa, because I know there are quite a few of you who listen in South Africa. There is a uh, Days of Glory, that's what it's being called, and it's in South Africa, right now in East London. And I'm going right now, and I'm looking at the itinerary on Revival.com. It has... Uh, Saturday, which I believe is already done because I think Sunday is already here for y'all. So um, that will be the last The last uh, service will be Sunday at 6 p.m. And that's at River Park, 1 Pontoon Road, East London, South Africa. That is 1 Pontoon Road, East London, South Africa, and the phone number is plus two seven four three seven one one four eight zero zero. That is plus two seven four three seven one one four eight zero zero. Now, on for my friends in England in the UK. In England area, there's going to be uh, past, uh, Dr. Ronnie Hare Brown will be there from November 30th to December 5th. It's going to be at Cornerstone, the church, 38 Station Avenue, Surrey, KT12, 1NU, England. 
That is Cornerstone, the church, 38 Station Avenue, Surrey, KT121NU, England. And then number, the phone number is plus 4401932963000. That is plus 4401932963000. So if you're anywhere near that area or you're just listening and you just want to take a trip and go on over there, then I'm sure they'd love to have you. I know you will be very blessed and uh, it will be, it will change your life. Now, if nobody has ever told you that God loves you and has a great plan for your life, I want to tell you right now that God loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much. And he has a great plan for your life. Now, God forbid, if you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure, you know, the Holy Bible reads, we have all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, just mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost and a hunger for the things of God and a holy boldness to preach the gospel. Of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. And I forgive everyone who's ever hurt me, including myself. I forgive. I receive your peace, your joy, and your love. Amen. I tell you, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you, it gives me great pleasure to tell you today, all of your sins are forgiven you right now. Always remember unto God and not from God because he loves you so much. And has a great plan for your life. Isn't that awesome? So he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. Now, if you have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, then just repeat repeat this prayer after me, because Jesus is a baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. 
to say, Jesus, you're the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm asking you to baptize me, the Holy Ghost and fire, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Now, when you start to start to pray, don't speak in any language that you know, no earthly language, no English, Spanish, whatever, Dutch. Just open your mouth and let the words come out. That's it. Keep speaking it. There you go. Louder, louder. Keep going. Now, you may only have a couple of syllables. But that's okay. Keep praying them every day and let the Lord just take control of your vocal cords and speak and pray through you. And, and your language will, will develop. And and if you haven't got it yet, just stand on the Word, stand in faith, and believe God, that, and you'll, you'll get your prayer language because it is His promise. So, and I just, I just want to let you know that on um, Monday at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to be continuing the teaching, Healing is the Children's Bread, with Dr. Frank Summerall. Dr. Frank Summerall will be teaching the first hour, and I will be teaching the second hour and playing some anointed songs there, some anointed music, so it's a little bit of a flow there. And then on Tuesday, Dr. Frank Summerall will be having a Bible study for about an hour at 6 p.m. That one's a bit earlier, so at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, on Friday, I'm going to be doing the 12 Pillars of Faith. And that is going to be continuing on um, the spiritual heart. We're talking about hearts on fire. So I'm looking forward to that next next Friday. And then Saturday, I will be finishing up Jesus, the ultimate healer. So um, maybe have one or two more. Uh, parts for Jesus, the ultimate healer, and then I'll be done with the series. So, uh, And feel free to contact me and let me know you're watching and follow me on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Radio 2 and that's with a number 2, so Radio 2 blogtalkradio.com forward slash Radio 2 with a number two. Now, until we meet again, I just want you to know that God, He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I love you. You're accepted in the beloved. You're precious in His sight. You are mean more to Him than anything in this world, so much so that He came from heaven and died for you and me and took on the sins of the world. He was out and took on the sins of the world. And then He... And he he conquered death and hell, and we, he, you are precious, you're precious, you're accepted, and you are loved. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Fire Talk Radio. Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges? That's true, Kevin. Bill will allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.